Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. You know, this life is about, you know, I got up this morning and, and uh, I know we're going to be about the Holy Ghost this morning. I do know that much. Amen. Praise God. But as I, you know, praise God. Uh, when you study the prophetic words over this church, it's about, our destiny is about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how we allow him in our lives. And um, when you read the prophetic words over this church, and uh, when you read the Bible, especially the New Testament, it's about how you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you each and every minute and moment of the day. Yeah. And as I was, um, you know, Caleb talked about something need to happen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. You need something to happen right now? Yeah. It'll happen right now. Yeah. Come on now. It'll happen right now. And I'm going to help you with it today. You're going to leave here to know something is happening right now. Amen. And um, I, was, I, I, was at, I was with uh, uh, at my home church in southern Indiana, Church on the Rock in New Albany. I was at my home church. The only reason why I'm here is because of a, a, a reassignment. Amen. <laughs> I got reassigned to Nashville. Amen. By the Holy Ghost. Amen. I always say this. Your life should be marked by moves of the Spirit. Amen. And not by moves of what you did. Right, right. Come on now. Come on, that's right. And when he moves it, it's called intervention. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And what we're talking about this morning, I was backing up out of the driveway this morning. The word came back from being at my home church this week with uh, Minister Nancy Dufresne. She stands in the office of a prophet, and she talked about the plan of God for our lives. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about miracles, the second act. And the definition of a miracle is supernatural intervention. Somebody say intervention. Intervention. In the course of ordinary nature. Amen. Amen. And God didn't create us to be ordinary. He created us to be extraordinary. So we need intervention. And what happens is when people limit their life from supernatural intervention, life becomes unstable, Uh unsure, anxiety, fear, afraid, uncertainty, is because we are trying to live without intervention of the supernatural in our everyday life. Amen. You were created to have the supernatural involved in your life every day. But man accepted a deal, a bad deal, He accepted a bad deal. When we read that in Genesis chapter 3, he decided he didn't need the intervention of the supernatural. When people decide they don't need the intervention of the supernatural anymore, they're going to find themselves subject and afraid of everything that's coming on this planet. There's going to be some things coming on this planet that the natural can't handle. It cannot handle it. It cannot stand it. The Bible said that even young men's heart would fail them because of the pressure that's coming on this planet. But if you are born again, amen, and have invited Jesus into your life and invited his ability and the power of the Holy Ghost to come into your life, you got supernatural intervention. Amen. There's more for you that can ever come against you in this age. Amen. And praise God. And when you have seen it over and over again, you go to sleep. Amen. When people are hollering trouble, you go to sleep. When people are talking about perilous times, you're having the time of your life. The Bible says you count it all joy. Amen. Praise God. Because you know there's a great ability. There's intervention, praise God, happening in your life. Something supernatural is about ready to happen. A miracle means that supernatural intervention has just happened in your life to cause you to overcome every trial and pressure that's come against your life. 
Amen. A miracles are happening every day. I love what Pastor Nancy said. Praise God. If somebody just gets a phone call and it's inspired by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost told somebody to call you. You just got a miracle. And no, they just didn't call you. They got a word from the Lord. They got what you need to hear right now in this season. You just got a miracle. Amen. Praise God. And when everybody else is talking about the, the plagues and things that are coming up on this planet, yeah. but if you just got this angel wall around you, yeah. you got this supernatural wall around you, that's intervention. Come on now. Every day your life is a miracle because the angels are encamped around about you, keeping out all hurt, harm, and danger. You are walking miracle because you are living with intervention in your life. Come on now. <laughs> David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk because of his intervention. Come on now. He's got intervention going on. He's leading me beside still waters. That's intervention. Come on now. He's leading me to restful waters. He's leading me to green pastures. That's intervention. You can't run out of money. You can't run out of joy. You can't run out of healing. You can't run out of peace. You can't run out of love because you living with intervention. I got intervention. That's why I'm not acting like everybody else. I came through the same thing everybody else came through. I came through the same valley everybody else came through. I came through the same shadow of death everybody else came through. But the only difference is intervention. The Lord is with you and his rod and his staff shall comfort you and give you courage. That's intervention. He's prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's intervention. Are you living with intervention this morning? Then you ought to give him some praise. All you got to do is call him. I got intervention. I'm living with it. I'm not living like everybody else. David said a thousand shall fall at one side and ten thousand at the other side, but it shall not no, it's not. It shall not. When you got confidence that God is going to intervene, when you got confidence that God is going to show up, when you got confidence he'll never leave me nor forsake me, but he'll be with me to the ends of the earth, end of the world. You get up and boldly say, the Lord, it shall not. Come down me. Come on. Come on. I'm just excited this morning. I got intervention. See, when you got intervention, you don't worry about running out of money. Because you know something's going to intervene. <laughs> you know something's going to happen. You don't worry about running out of money. You don't worry about running out of health. You don't worry about, praise God, somebody taking your life. You got intervention. I'm trying to help you this morning. You got to act, act like you got some intervention. <laughs> You're not afraid on the playground. You're not afraid if bullies on the playground or anything. You still go up there and play and play ball and anything. And then the bullies, bullies show up and say, I'm not worried about you. Have you seen my intervention? <laughs> Have you seen my intervention? See, without intervention, you limit it. Turn with me to John. I'm going to help you this morning. Say, I'm going to get some help this morning. I know right where I want to go right now. Praise God. The Holy Ghost just gave it to me. Fear comes when you believe there's no intervention. There it is right there. There it is right there. That's where I want to go. John chapter 14. <laughs> that was a wonderful week. A miracle 
is the intervention of the supernatural in the ordinary course of nature. So you got to decide, if I go, am I going to be ordinary or am I going to be extraordinary? That's all the decisions you got to make. Amen. Am I going to live ordinary or am I going to live extraordinary? Ordinary is just living off your wages. I'm going to help you today if you let me help you. Because you're going to need this. Or you'll get swept away by this wave. These last two years have been the craziest two years. I'm 60 years old. I done come through a lot of things. Amen. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I'm not old yet. But I've never seen the righteous. I've never seen the righteous without intervention. <laughs> oh, I've never seen them begging for anything because my whole life they've had intervention. Jacob said, I want to thank God for the angels that fed me my whole life long. How would you like to have an angel assigned to your provision your whole life long? That's an Old Testament man. I want to thank God for his intervention. I've never been hungry one day in my life, and I'm testifying that he kept me my whole life and protected me and fed me. Somebody was talking about, I saw somebody's post over the a Facebook post yesterday. They said, God, I don't mind living in days of trouble, but don't, but don't let it happen to my children. Well, how about you and your children are living in? Come on now. It's not it's just, God ain't trying to intervene for your children only. He's trying to intervene for you too. <laughs> You got to read your Bible. There was darkness in Egypt, but there was light in Goshen. Goshen had light because they had intervention. Come on now. We got to identify ourselves. We're not like everybody else. He said, rise and shine for your intervention has come. And your light has come, amen. That's Isaiah 60. Arise and shine for your intervention has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And that's your intervention. But gross darkness shall cover the people. God has always made a distinction between his people and the world. You got you to get a clue this morning. I ain't like everybody else. I ain't got to do everything everybody else does. I'm going to do it. I said, wait a minute. Jacob said, you fed me my whole life long. But he was talking to the angels that kept him. And he put his hands on his children. He said, the way you kept me. Come on now. I'm trying to help you this morning. Jesus said, Daddy, the way you kept me. Come on now. He said, Father, how you kept me. The way you kept me and the glory you gave me and, and the love you gave me and the peace you gave me and the spirit you gave me. Just how you kept me. Keep them too. Come on now. He did the same thing Jacob did before Jacob left. The same angels that rolled away my stone roll away their hard places. The same angels that brought me clothes in the tomb bring them clothes. The same angel, hallelujah, that strengthened me and fed me. I want them to strengthen my people and feed my people too. I want them to keep them just like he kept me. That's why he said the works I do, you'll do also. This thing is going to go off the chain. Come on now. Not because we all that. It's because we got intervention. We got intervention. And the way you get intervention, you have to receive the intervention God is given every day. I'm not trying to live. I'm not trying to leave. No, no. He said, he said, every day I want you to get up and say, my father who art in heaven, your name be honored. Your name be honored. Amen. Amen. Hallowed be your name. Your intervention has come. That's the kingdom of God. The rule and dominion of God. You're supposed to talk about your intervention every day. Your kingdom has come. And now let your will be done. Because your kingdom is here. Let your will be done on earth. The same way it is in heaven. 
and the disciples saw the intervention, and so they asked Jesus, teach us how to get the same intervention you got. Teach us how to have that. Amen. Praise God. I thank God when I'm driving on the highway and going down the highway, I got intervention. Ain't nobody coming in the lane I'm in. No, that's my space. Come on now. Praise God. That's what they got that on the computer, my space, don't you? You don't have to let anybody in there unless you want them in there. Well, it's the same way I'm in the highway. The angels know that's his space. You can't be floating over here. You can't be texting and floating over here. You can't be on the phone and floating over here. He got intervention. I'll have to move your car somewhere else. But I want to just wake you up. Come on now. Because he's protected. I get up and declare over you every day. I call you delivered from every. I call you delivered from every evil work. Deliverance means, <laughs> deliverance means, <clears throat> in our Bible reading, Pastor Cynthia, I was writing home. I said, Pastor Cynthia, you, 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 back in Psalms 44, verse 4, in our Bible read it, it said he has commanded deliverance for Jacob. Oh, he's commanded deliverance for Israel. And the Bible says you are Israel too, which means your deliverance has been commanded. Your intervention has been commanded. Amen. That means the angels on command to move when you need intervention. The Holy Ghost is ordered to move because you need intervention. The word is set up to respond because you need intervention. You got intervention all around you, which means every day you living with miracles. Every day you are living on the miraculous. Praise God. What does it mean? It's, it, it, the miraculous is supposed to be normal for us. Because we're supposed to be having the miraculous or the supernatural or the superseding of the natural happening to us every day because we are supposed to call for it. Thy will on earth just like it is in heaven. And when heaven hits earth, it's supernatural. When heaven hits earth, it's always more than enough. Praise God forever. Get ready to go over the top. Because God says, I set miracles in the church. I set intervention in the church. You're supposed to be having intervention with your children. Nobody's going to grab your kids. Nobody's going to molest your children because you got intervention. You got the angels watching over you. You got intervention. You just don't have the natural. You got the supernatural. You got more than what you can see happening around you. That's why the prophet said it's more for us than it's ever been against us. You got intervention because he said miracles in the church. You ought to get up in the morning with confidence. This is the day the Lord has made. He's loaded me with benefits. He's loaded me with interventions. I'm not going to run out of money. I'm not going to run out of health. Corona can't come into my environment. We're delivered from every evil work because it's commanded. It's commanded. I don't know why people walk around so scared. I expect the world to be scared. I had to say skirt so you hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect believers to live. I'm talking about believers. Like Kayla said, I'm not here for religion. I'm here for the supernatural. I'm here for the intervention. I got saved. <laughs> I got tired of doing things my way. See, the greatest sin that exists is trying to be your own God. And still let God join you with somebody. You joins yourself. We know when you join yourself. Yes, we do. It's manifestations that go with that. But God said, what the Lord has joined together, let no man put asunder. Come on, that is, when God put it together, he has intervened yeah, and put a bond there, yeah. and it can't be broken. Intervention. You want intervention in your relationships. Yes. You want God to send you your friends. Yes. You want God to send you your mate. Yes. 
You want God to pick your career. You want God to make the choices for you. I was 22. I was running my own life. You can go to church and run your own life too because I've been in church my whole life. You can go to church and have no intervention. And you can tell when people don't have intervention. When churches don't have, you can tell now. When the sun was shining and everybody was clapping and singing, it looked like we were all serving the Lord. <laughs> oh, but a little trouble came. Just a little trouble came. And Jesus told him, I done told you perilous times are coming, plagues and wars and rumors of wars. But don't you be worried about it. But don't you be messed up in your head about it. Amen. Man, election come through and tab churches. Just flip them upside down like, a, like, like, like shoeboxes. Just flipping them like tornadoes turn over, uh, turn over trailers and things like that. But if you in a trailer and you got intervention, he ain't going to turn yours over. Amen. Amen. My shoebox is still standing straight up. That's right. Because I just do what the words say do. Come on now. I want you to be having the time of your life. Amen. Don't you be running. The Bible said, don't you be terrified of the thing. And the Bible said, don't you be scared, terrified of anything of your adversaries. It's not because he's just trying to tell you not to be afraid. You got intervention. I prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. I've anointed your head with all. You know, when they, they talk about when, when shepherds would take care of sheep and anoint them with oil, they would keep the fleas and the disease and, and insects off of the sheep. That was the point of anointing the sheep with oil. Come on now. You got an anointing on you. Don't be acting like stuff just can get on you and then that's just the end of it. This stuff can, no, I got intervention. Hey, Amen. I'm not running the grease off. <laughs> my cup, you supposed to say, my cup. You notice he didn't say nothing about nobody else's cup. You got to talk about your own cup. My cup is running over. The purpose of it is running over. So if your cup is running over, come on now. That means you're getting more than what you need. Come on now. Let me say this again. You got you to gotta believe the truth that you'll get more than what you need. My cup runneth over. If my cup is running over, then it's more than what I need. That means I'm carrying anointing for somebody else. When you're really walking in the supernatural, you become intervention for somebody else. He said, I want you to talk about your cup because I want your cup to run over for the people that ain't got a sense to know they ain't got a cup, they ain't using their cup. I want you to become intervention for them. I want you to minister to somebody else. I want you to make a difference in other people's life. And then surely, Goodness and mercy. He declared he had intervention every day of his life. You're not supposed to get up and act like I have no intervention. I got intervention every day of my life. I don't get up and walk unsure. God said he would not leave us without intervention. He would not leave us without the intervention of the supernatural in the everyday course of life. I have supernatural ability working around me. Amen. I got angels encamped around me. You got up this morning, you look like the look like the secret service and everybody was around you. You should have got up like the you should have got up with more authority than the president this morning. You should have rolled out of bed said all this Sunday. I gotta go to church. You should have said I get to go to church. I'm ready to praise God for all this intervention that kept me all week long. Praise God. It was smooth sailing all week long because of intervention. Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to say it. You got to say it. 
You got to say you got intervention. You got to say you delivered. You got to say you keep, you've been going to be kept all the days of your life. You got to talk big about your intervention. Don't watch the news if you don't talk big about your intervention. Because the news is trying to tell you the darkness is trying to intervene in your life. What? Don't go on that side of town. We can't go over there anymore. Darkness is there. My Bible said the light shineth in darkness. Amen. Praise God. You can go anywhere where the plan of God sends you. Praise God. And you got a light on you and every demon can see you shine. Come on, they're they judging things from the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. And on the inside, you look supernatural. That's right. Thank you, Lord. You look just like God on the inside. Yeah. You're created his image and his likeness. Yeah. Right. Righteousness and true uh, holiness. Uh, intervention. intervention. Yeah. Supernatural intervention. Yeah. 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 Thank you, I had to believe in supernatural intervention when I was raising my children. Because mm -hmm. you can't go everywhere with them. Right. That's right. That's right. But if you stay up and try to worry, it's going to kill you. Yes. You're going to have high blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. You're going to destroy your immune system. Yeah, yeah. You're going to make yourself, you're going to lay out a, a red carpet for corona. Yeah, yeah. Corona is looking for people with weak immune systems. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we can attach yourself to your body. Yeah. But if you let God give you one of them right. supernatural immune systems. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Praise God. Hallelujah. You get up and declare, I'm delivered. Yeah, yeah. The Bible said God will even cleanse your blood. Yeah, yeah. He's a blood cleaner. Yes, yes, yes. yes it does. Yeah. He said, I will cleanse their blood mm -hmm. who was not clean. Yeah. It was over in Joel, I had to find it. My pastor taught me that scripture. I got a wonderful pastor. Mm -hmm. yes. Awesome to have somebody give you the word so you can live by it. Yes. You get up and talk about your body being made whole and your body being the temple of God and that you are delivered from every evil work and speak life to your immune system. I call you strong. It'll respond to your words and you won't have a system like everybody else's. How do I know that? He said, I went to the doctor. Dr. Jacob said, I went to the doctor and they looked at my immune system. They said, your immune system is different than other people's. That's why the devil's got to get you to worry yes. because it destroys, it breaks down your immune system. You begin to tell your body we are vulnerable. And so the enemy's got to get you ready to destroy yourself. He gets us to open the doors by the way we talk. Bible said that Job, people want to know about Job. Job charged his angels with folly. He said, I'm not safe even though the angels are here. Mm. You cannot do that. That's right. Yeah. Cannot say what you want to say. You have to say what God said. Amen. That's what we're giving you the word for. So you can say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Somebody had to say that. If you want intervention, you got to talk right. You ought to be in John chapter 14. You thought I was going to preach all day and not give you no word. So you can go back home and talk about me and get in trouble. Pastor didn't give us and scripture. Give you the word today. Amen. That he did not leave you without intervention. That's right. John chapter 14. Well, let's start at verse 12 because all of the word is so good. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. Come on now. So evidently what was on him is on us. Amen. 
Come on now. Same power, same Holy Ghost, same word, same father. Amen. Hallelujah. And great blood. And greater works than these shall he do because I'm going to the father. And whatsoever ye shall make a demand for in my name, that I will do. You speak strong about your immune system, he'll make it strong. Because he wants it strong. He said, I'll do it. This word ask does not mean beg. It means making a demand for that which is already due you. You are due a strong immune system. Amen. You're not sick. It's the, you're, you're healed, but the devil tries to take people's health. That's right. He says, I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do. That's a promise. Come on now. And the church ought to be a praying church. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, you got it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I didn't make it up. That's right in there. That's right. Right there. So the church number one ministry ought to be the ministry of prayer. Amen. Praying, finding out what God, he says anything, he's talking about things in the plan that he has for your life. Yes. He said, I got a good plan for you. Yes. But I want to get in this scripture here. And if you love me, Keep my commandments. I just decided I'm going to be obedient. I just decided I'm going to be obedient. This is a good, this is a good arrangement. Yes, it is. This is a good arrangement. I can ask for whatever that's in the plan of God for my life and the things in the word. I can have it. I can make a demand for it. It's already mine. The Bible said all the promises are already yes and amen. It's already a yes on it. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not requesting, I'm taking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He said, you make a demand for that which is already due. And all I gotta do is just what you tell me to do. That's a good deal. Now I don't know why it's so many refractory and obstinate people in the church. <laughs> if I said church, you wouldn't have heard me. So I had to say church. Church folk won't do what God tell them to do. They do what they want them to do. He said, I'm commanding you, love. See that now, 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 now. You were preaching good. Now you're asking me to do something. <laughs> I had to walk in love with Pastor Cynthia last night. She said that she's paying attention right now. She's paying attention now and now she's paying attention. <laughs> I, I was out and I was out doing what I call my workout and and I got back home and I said, oh, I got some nice tea at home and I had some peach tea and flavored peach tea and I had some regular tea and depending on whether I wanted it sweet, mild, or straight, I mixed my own thing. I was doing mixed drinks, but it was, but I was keeping it 100. Not like, not like some of the other saints. I was keeping it 100. And it had that Arnold Palmer thing that got some in it. Amen. I'm saying, I told the Lord I'm going to do what he wants me to do. I'm going to keep it 100. Some of y'all need to holler 100. Come on now. <laughs> when he said, I want you to keep my commandments, he could have said, I want you to keep it 100. <laughs> I want you to do 100% of what I say. Amen. Praise God. That's how y'all need to keep, that's how y'all need to greet one another. Keep it 100. Because the Bible said encourage one another daily. Every day you need somebody to look at you and say, are you keeping it? 100. <laughs> yes, you do. You need somebody looking at you. You need encouragement to walk this life. 
and you need to love one another and you need to encourage one another and you need somebody to help you because you can't walk this life by yourself. Sometimes you get ready to take a step and it's going to be disobedience. It's trying to steal your prayer life. It's trying to steal your immune system. It's trying to steal your intervention and you need somebody to ask you, is that 100? Yes, you do. That's how you know people around you love you. When people just let you do anything and look the other way, that's not good. You can miss it. I told the Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Whatever you want me to change, I'll change it. Whatever you call me to be, I'll be it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Because your intervention is the most important thing in my life. It's the most important thing in my life. People can leave you, but as long as you got his intervention, your plan will still succeed. Your plan is not based on the intervention of humanity. The success of your plan for your life is not based on people. It's based on God in you, the hope of glory. Some people get so depressed when people leave. No, no. They were not bringing the supply you needed to finish. They were not bringing the supply you needed to finish. Amen. Amen. The supply you need has got to come from another source. And you let the Lord bring that in your life. You don't go hook up because you think it's your last opportunity. (laughs) You act like you got no intervention. Don't you act like you're not cared for. The Bible says there's a friend that stick a closer. Come on now, closer than a brother. Come on now. Somebody with you. Boy, some of y'all going to get blessed coming up. I got some things to talk to you. Somebody's going to have some intervention is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to hit and say it. I'm just going to say it. There's coming housing intervention. He done already done told me about it. Yes, he did. Come on now. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And done already told me about it. Don't be looking at me like that. You're looking at me like that. He said, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build. Vineyards. That's intervention. You already got yours. You already got yours. You already got yours. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got yours too. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got yours too. You got yours. Y'all gonna have your own bathrooms. Y'all gonna have his and hers bathrooms. Don't y'all worry about them running. Cause see, if y'all was watching Let's Make a Deal, yes, y'all was. If y'all was watching Let's Make a Deal, Y'all would have thought that was normal behavior. But if somebody get excited about what the Lord has done for them, then somebody want to act like that's a problem because I gave him praise and thanksgiving. The Bible said praise is a comely for the upright. If he brought me out of a pit, set my feet on a solid foundation and steadied my going, I'm going to give him some praise because I was crazy. I was out of my mind. I had trouble. I had drama. But the Lord stretched out his hand and he lifted up my bowed down head. I'm going to have to praise him in Yes, I am. I am going to praise him in here. I didn't get myself where I was. 
I'm not going to forget where I came from. I'm not going to forget how he helped me, how he strengthened me, how he made a way for me, how he delivered me from my enemies that was too strong for me. I had intervention. You going to sit back down now to turn that loose. I was going to save it for a later day, but it's come out. He talked to me about that. He talked to me about that in Indiana. Yes, he did. And you're not going to get it because of your job. See, some of y'all couldn't run because y'all was looking at y'all paychecks. Couldn't be talking to me. You ain't talking to me. I ain't running. You ought to see what I got paid this week. <laughs> I ain't running. He ain't talking to me. You see my check this week. I ain't gonna run. I ain't running. <laughs> I'm talking about intervention. See, I've been talking about intervention because you not your intervention. I'm talking about miracles. I'm talking about when God intervened. I'm talking about God is intervened because your credit ain't right, but, but God intervenes. Your money ain't right, but God intervenes. You ain't got no furniture, but God intervenes. <laughs> you trying to be a child of God but trying to row your own boat row 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 your boat that song come up in me it's your boat but you ain't got to row it gently down the stream Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. You're supposed to learn that in kindergarten. That's intervention. He said, I'll cause you to have days like you were dreaming. You don't even know this is the You're sitting there and you're sitting there, you don't even know how we got here. Intervention. You and John. <laughs> I will pray the Father. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. I will make a demand. And he shall give you another comforter. Come on now. I was your comforter. But now we're going to get you another one. Come on now. He said, I'm going to give you another comfort. They could be out in the middle of the wilderness and there's food no way, but the comfort was with them. They ate anyway. How do you eat when it's not a Publix or Walmart or Kroger's nearby? How do you get fish and chips without Captain D's? Out in the middle of nowhere, Jesus can set a table where there was nowhere. He took three million people out in the wilderness and they ate every day. Yeah. Got water out of rock. Bread falling from heaven. Birds flying off course. Kentucky fried chicken in the wilderness. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Boy, that's intervention. If he don't show up, you're going to die. Because there ain't nothing out there. He said, I took you out there to let you know one lesson that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Oh, I got intervention today. Alexa, what time is it? Let me know. <laughs> She said, he ain't got no Alexa. 
She's trying to talk about my watch. Y'all, I got Alexa on my watch. <laughs> so I don't preach that long. Alexa, let them know they got intervention. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> don't listen to me. Listen to Alexa. Tell them they got intervention. Come on now. I'm going to give you another comforter. He's going to live with you forever. That forever you got a way out. That's what he was saying this morning. When it looked like it was over, you. When it looked like it was over, you. Made away when my back was against the wall. <laughs> you move mountains. You move poor credit scores. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. When we was we was building this building, and it looked like it was over. I know a lot of people was, was wondering. Pastor tripping. He shouldn't have went out there anyway on that heat. What was he thinking? It didn't have nothing to do with the money. It had to do with the plan. Now, here we go. So intervention came. The vice president of the bank walked in and said, uh, the president just resigned. He got COVID and almost died. Said, I ain't going to die without retiring. And he said, here, your loan paper, sign them. Because this is over. And I want you to know there's no early payoff penalty that the president was going to give you. You don't need no guarantees making people that the president was going to do. All that was over with. All that's moved out the way. He caused walls to fall. The stuff that was standing up ain't there no more. The Egyptians you're looking at today. He said, I'm the president now. I said, you mean to tell me I'm talking to the president of the whole thing? Well, I'm the president of this thing. And nice to meet you. Anyway, so I walked away from him and I said, God, God, did dude have to get moved because he's in the way? See, if every promise is yes and amen, you can't be telling me no. No, you can't. Because you're getting in the way of the plan. See, what you need to understand, your plan can't be interrupted. Walls can fall and mountains can move, but the plan shall prevail. And once you realize God got a plan for your house, I don't care if every mountain has got to come down and every valley has got to come up and every crooked place has got to be made straight. You going in there. Now I done heard from heaven. Yes, I have. I'll give you details on the plan later. 
That's what they do with the tune in later on at 6 and 10. <laughs> Details at 6 and 10. All right. I will not leave you comfortless. He will buy for you forever. Even the spirit of truth from the world cannot receive him. If the world can't get him, then I don't need to live like the world. Because I got him. And he's here for intervention. He's called the comforter, which means I'm going to be your strengthener. I'm going to be your standby. Amen. I'm going to be your I'm going to be your strength and your standby, your comforter, your counselor. I'm going to be your advocate. I'm going to be your intercessor, and you got help from above. I'm going to be your prayer partner with you. I'm going to be your guide for you. I'm going to be your power for you. You're going to receive power. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that calls the gifts to operate through you. I'm going to be the one that calls motivational gifts to operate through you. I'm going to make you supernatural in the midst of the natural. You will not be comfortless. Or this word means, he says, I'll give you another, even the spirit of the world cannot receive him and neither know him, but you shall know him. Know your intervention. I guess one person got that. You're supposed to know your intervention. Amen. That Jesus is going to jump in this thing. I got a big brother's going to jump into this. Yes, I did. I wasn't going to the bank by myself. The big brother was going too. And there was intervention. In the ordinary course, the ordinary course, intervention came. Because it's the plan. That's why you must pray to know the plan for your life. Talk to you more about that Wednesday night. See, you're not supposed to be living on this planet not knowing where you're going. Why? Romans 8 said he'll give you, he's going to give you the comfort of the Holy Spirit and he's going to lead you. The sons of God are living a, living a led life. I don't just get up and start moving in the morning. I live a led life. I don't just live a life where I just do. I can be in California tomorrow, New York the next day. I don't move like that. I'm on assignment. I asked God for this intervention when I was 22 years old. I said, I'm sorry for the way I live my life. Please forgive me. Because I made my own decisions and that's why depression and failure surrounded my life. It was my choices that did it. I tried to do it without you. And I am so sorry. Please forgive me. On my knees in my apartment all by myself. And he forgave me and received me. The glory come into my apartment. He says, you're going to be a pastor. The plan started. The plan never starts if you in charge. And that's why people can be in church but they still not on the plan. And when you are not on the plan, whatever that world has got going on out there, you're still subject to it. With a cross around your neck. You got to tell him, it's just going to be your way. And that's it. If you say keep your commandments, I'm keeping them. I got to do this and I got to stop. He said, he said this, he said, uh, he would dwell with you, you'll know him. That should be your confession. I know, the, I know my intervention. I know, the, for he will dwell with you and she'll be in you. I will not. Come on. I will not. Yeah. Come on. Will not. I will not yes. leave you yes. without miraculous intervention. In the ordinary course of life, I will not abandon you to a natural life and leave you subject to corona, poor economic conditions. I will not abandon you to your paycheck. I will not leave you where it's just you. 
because you can't live by the natural alone. You got to live by the plan that comes out of my mouth. And I will intervene in that. I will not leave you. So many people act like God has left them because they won't read their Bible and believe it. They get in hard places and and they act like it's God's fault. Because they're wordless. I told you don't try to live without my word. The Holy Spirit says my job is to bring the words you put in you back up when you need it. So that you always have an answer coming up out of you. Instead of looking to the news yeah. and to the government trying to get help. Yeah. Yeah. The kingdom of God is here. Amen. And then he goes on down here. This is the last verse and I'm done. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was probably about 20 years ago. We were having church at Tennessee State University. I done moved 11 times. Just moved 11 times. I said, God, I don't want to move in this hotel. He said, well, you worrying about it. You already moved 11 times. <laughs> if the move is my plan, then move. Right. Amen. You're not staying here. This is for, this is a transition spot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got to know when you're in transition. You got to know when you're in the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all living in transitional housing. That's right. <laughs> I know I am. You just got to know that. You got to know what's yours. This ain't it. This is not it. You got to discover the plan of God for your life. And and, and when does the plan start? When you're totally surrendered. When you still got, when you still real smart. God is laughing when you think you smart. Oh, about somewhere around 20 years ago, we were having church at Tennessee State University. We were meeting on the campus. And I was up preaching and the door swung open. And six tall, slender men, almost as tall as EJ, walked in. Dark as my suit. I ain't never seen that many people that, I ain't seen that people that dark, asphalt dark. I ain't never seen nobody that dark in my life. And the six men walked in and they were from the nation of Sudan. And when they walked in, everybody looked at them. They stopped looking at me. They stopped listening to the word. And the Holy Spirit said, you done lost your service. It was useless to keep preaching. Everybody was fixed that way. Everybody look at that door right there. That's how it looked. And I'm, and I'm standing up here preaching. And the Holy Spirit said, you ain't getting this back. He said, allow them to introduce themselves and explain why they're here. And this lady came in with them. And um, she was a Caucasian lady. She came in with him and she sat down with him. And later on, we found out she was their escort to teach them how to live in our country. And one of them got up and introduced himself. And he said that we are from Sudan and there's been a civil war in our country. We watched our fathers and our mothers slain and right in front of our face with machetes and all kinds of high-powered rifles and pistols. We watched our whole village slaughtered and they left the children alive. Look bitty children like the one we just took out of here. Look bitty children. Children with children. They knew that if we just left the children on the plains and in the wilderness, they would die eventually 
because they were orphans. They would have no intervention. We destroyed all of their intervention so we don't have to waste bullets on them or energy killing them. They are as good as dead in this environment. What Jesus is saying here, I will not leave you. I promise you. I will not leave you in environments that are too strong for you. I will not leave you in times unprotected when you cannot protect yourself. And because this world, the first Adam allowed sin to enter the world, it became an unsafe place for mankind. It became a place where he was vulnerable. The Bible said he couldn't even protect his mind in Genesis chapter 6 that all of his thoughts were so wicked he couldn't even have a clean thought because demonic pressure had so attached itself and possessed his mind no man could even have a clean thought. And the Bible said the days are coming. We're going to be living in days like Sodom and Gomorrah and perilous times are coming. And Jesus knew and said they were coming. He said, but oh, for you though, I will not leave you without invention. The young man went on to say, he said, we stood there a few days, those bodies around us, some of them beheaded, some of them butchered, and just standing there as little children, you don't even know what you're looking at as a child. And some of the older ones knew we got to leave, we can't stay here. And they found out about a refugee camp. I'm sitting up here thinking, we should praise God more. Yes, that's right. Then we, we should be more thankful yes. than we're actually thankful. Yes. We should be more grateful than yes. we are. We should be pursuing God greater than we are. There's yes. been people that have yes, gone through struggles yeah. and whatever they have gone through, yeah. the Lord has made a way yeah, yeah. for them to be right here yeah. at Church on the Rock yeah. today. He said, we start walking with a little food that we had and they have to learn how to eat roots or whatever you can eat. He said, when we walk through the water, the crocodiles would come and the children that were on the perimeter would snatch them and take them for food and screaming and hollering, but you got to keep going. Then at night, the prey animals, the lions would pick off the kids that were straggling you could hear the children screaming because there's nobody to care for them. They are orphans. They've been picked off one at a time. He said, finally, we made it to the refugee camp. We finally made it to the refugee And then they began to divide us and send us to different countries. And we were sent to the United States. As they walked through the airport, people thought something was wrong with them. Because their only method of survival was to hold hands. Because if the animals saw, the prey animals saw a group, they wouldn't attack the group, they attacked the stragglers. Don't be a straggler. Amen. Stay with the group. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Don't be a straggler. Let the enemy try to peel you off with a fence and, and strife and peel you off from the group. You become prey. Says Satan seeketh about as a roaring lion who he can devour. Devour the ones that broke off and left the anointing. They're vulnerable. They're orphans when they break off. He said, we finally got to the United States and we walk in. He said, we knew that holding hands was the only safety we had. And so we never stopped doing it. So they walked through the airport holding hands. People would look at them. Real tall, slender men holding kids, holding hands. I said, what's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them. That saved their life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. They got them set up in apartments. So they finally got us set up in apartments. And our, our 
our guardian and our tour person brought us groceries and set it on the table. They said, I got your grocery. They said, we went to the grocery stores. We never saw food on shelves before in our life. We don't know what it's like to walk through a produce and there's produce all on the shelves. People ought to be more thankful. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Than they really are. Yes. The Bible said one of the greatest sins of people in this country can become unthankful. Mm-hmm. There's no praise in you. There's no thanksgiving yeah. in you. You just think this is life. No, it's not. We didn't know what meat on the counter looked like like that and food and packaged and we didn't understand that. And so she brought that food and brought us home and set the groceries on the table and said, y'all cook y'all something to eat. She comes back three or four hours later the groceries are unpacked and they all sitting around the table looking at the unpacked grocery. She said, why didn't y'all fix y'all something to eat? They said, no fire. They cook everything over open fire. Yeah. The stove was right over there. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you like an orphan. I'm not going to let you know not I don't want you ignorant of how to turn on the stove. Right. Amen. I don't want you ignorant of how to turn on the power. Come on, come on. For a life of intervention. He said, I promise you I will not leave you like that. The church needs to learn I have intervention every day. Every day I have intervention of what to do, what to say, where to go. I'm not left like a child on the plane. I am not helpless. Hebrews chapter 13, verse round, verse 5, he says, you ought to get up and boldly say every day, the Lord is my help. And I will not be afraid of what men are doing on this planet. You get some help today.